Hi there. I'm Tom Field. I'm Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. Topic of conversation today is the top five tips for defending your endpoints. Here to present those tips is Nirav Shah, Security Product Marketing with Cisco. Nirav, always a pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, great seeing you as well. So what are the top endpoint threats that Cisco's Intel team is seeing these days? Sure. So I think something that um, is obviously top of mind for a lot of customers and something we hear a lot from both our threat intelligence teams as well as directly from our customers is ransomware. Uh, ransomware, of course, has, you know, we've heard about it in the headlines for the last few years. Uh, last year was really big with, uh, you know, things like the uh, Colonial Pipeline uh, breach, uh, Kaseya ransomware. Uh, we're seeing similar trends this year where ransomware is, you know, very close to, if not, it may even exceed the numbers um, that we saw last year as well, which was a record-breaking year. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is, you know, I've, I've seen a, a recent survey that said that uh, almost 80% of customers uh, are think that their operations, their business operations will be disrupted by ransomware sometime in the next 12 months. So, you know, a lot of our customers and prospects are worried about this, something we see all the time. Um, but beyond ransomware, which is something that really captures the front pages and uh, front page headlines, um, there's things like file malware. Um, you may notice as living off the land um, attacks or living off the land techniques where there's not necessarily a malware, any kind of payload being delivered, but um, the, the uh, attacks uh, typically use something that's already on the operating system. Uh, things like PowerShell or scripts or anything else that you can actually kind of just take advantage of and use that to uh, to do a lot of damage. Um, and, you know, something that's somewhat new, it's not necessarily new, but it, I feel like it's gotten amplified in the last year or so because of everything going on in the headlines is our nation state attacks. And obviously this is not something that's new to security. Uh, we've heard about, you know, attacks coming in from Russia, from uh, North Korea, China, Iran, a lot of, you know, our, our, our adversaries, right? But I think this has been amplified in the last few months because of what's going on with the Ukraine-Russia war. Um, a lot of different attacks that we're seeing, um, you know, ac across, you know, different organizations, a lot of organizations, especially who have ties to the government, you know, think of like financial services, uh, anyone in um, the kind of utilities, any, anything where you're kind of dealing with any kind of like industrial equipment uh, particularly, but, you know, it could be any organization. Um, I saw in the same survey, I actually saw that 72% of the respondents said that they think that cyber attacks have gone up since Russia invaded Ukraine. So, you know, we already had a high level of attacks as it is. Um, and then this has just gone up in the last few months because it's not just a physical war going on. Um, in between Russia and Ukraine, but it's also a cyber war that we're seeing as well. So Nero, I've given this landscape you've outlined for us, if you were to sum it up, what are five key strategies that you believe security leaders need to be deploying now to defend these endpoints? Yeah, so I think there's a few different things uh, that um, security leaders can do to really safeguard their endpoints. Uh, first of all, simplification. Um, I, I know that sounds very kind of you know, kind of a low-hanging fruit, but uh, it's something that's easier said than done. Um, a lot of times less is more and having less complexity in your environment is, is super important because uh, when you have that complexity, you're going to spend a lot of your time managing all of that. 
And in addition to that, um, you know, you're, you're taking away time from your team away from the threats, away from response, away from investigation. Um, and that's really what creates kind of the cracks in, 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 the, in the armor, as you will, that allows these different threats to kind of get through. Um, something that's kind of related to that is also being able to kind of look for products and solutions that are integrated. Um, in the cybersecurity space, um, you, I think we all recognize that there's hundreds, if not thousands of different uh, point product vendors out there. And I know there's a, a ton of you know, CISOs and security leaders that love that best of breed solution. Uh, and I'm not saying to go, to go against that grain and do some, you know, go for a totally integrated platform, but I think at the end of the day, you need something, um, you need solutions and services that will actually talk to one another uh, are interoperable with one another. So uh, a platform approach is one way. Another way is having that integrated approach as well of having solutions that uh, not necessarily coming from one vendor, but at the very least they're able to communicate with each other to talk to each other. This kind of goes back to my point about uh, having uh, simplification within cybersecurity and ensuring that things aren't falling within the cracks. Um, beyond that, um, I recommend having solutions that uh, give you not just visibility, but also uh, uh, context as well. Uh, you know, visibility is super important, but at the end of the day, context is really king uh, because uh, we all re realize, uh, recognize that when it, when it comes to visibility, you're getting, you're getting insights from your endpoint solutions, your email solutions, your uh, cloud and web security, uh, your your firewall, your network appliances, right? All these different moving parts of your security environment, and that often leads to uh, uh, to alert fatigue, right? Where you get thousands of different alerts every day. You're trying to figure out what you need to investigate, what you need to prioritize, which of these th are actual threats, and which of these are something that maybe you can focus on later, or you can just mark as a mark down as a false positive, right? So being able to figure out, uh, being able to get visibility is, is important, but what's critical and what, what's super important is not just visibility for the sake of visibility, but having that those actionable insights, that, uh, those, at that enriched context that really makes sense of all the noise um, and where you're able to say, you know, see five, six, six different alerts combined into one and, and figure out what that actually means and take action upon that. A um, couple more points. Uh, look for ways to get more out of your security operations teams. Uh, the security operation teams are already overstretched. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of customers we talk to have uh, very much what I call skeleton teams, whereas maybe two or three people, maybe three or four people at most, um, and they're they're going out there trying to stop you know thousands of different threats a day, um, which is super challenging. Um, and this is something that you know we think that could get, might even get worse in the next year or so. Uh, we've all heard the talk about the great resignation, but this is starting to affect our cybersecurity space as well, right? So in the same survey I saw, or I think it's a survey from ESG, 81% um, of customers or respondents said that they have been impacted by the cybersecurity skills shortage. And then there was another survey I saw that said that there's 95% of the respondents said that there's factors that will make them leave their current role within the next year or so. So things like stress, exhaustion, uh, worried about breaches and being blamed for the breach. And so, you know, these are things that, you know, could be getting worse uh, in the next year, year or two as well. And finally, the, the last piece is about uh, really asking for help. Um, so kind of tied to that is 
it, you know, a lot, a lot of teams, when they have two or three people, three or four people, they think, hey, that's it. I, I don't need anybody else. I don't need any other, you know, this it's just our team and we're going up against all these thousands of threats. There's nothing wrong with asking for help or even, you know, thinking about it, about this in a different way. Uh, and, and potentially even outsourcing security, outsourcing endpoint spe uh, security specifically. Um, a lot of our customers, um, you know, they have it's something that when they discover this, I, that's kind of the aha moment, as you well, where they realize like, well, I can augment my security staff, right? So instead of having this three or four of us, you have all of a sudden you have a hundred other people or a thousand other people on, on that are helping you. Um, if, because you're getting help from a, uh, you know, a large cybersecurity vendor or you're getting help from you know, a third party. Um, and in, in some cases, depending on use case and depending on if it makes sense for the customer, it, it's not just about augmentation, but they can actually replace your security staff or replace your, your endpoint security as well. And your security staff can focus on you know, kind of higher value things or you know, other things that are, that are very important in your organization. So Something to also kind of think about is, well, do you want to do it yourself or should we have somebody else do it for us? Nirav, in a world of options out there these days, what should security leaders be looking for specifically in an endpoint security solution? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, first of all, having quick detection response is extremely important. Um, if you think about things like ransomware attacks, these are things that can execute in a matter of seconds and within a matter of just a few seconds, your endpoints can be encrypted. You can be losing data, um, and and that that ransomware could be, you know, getting privileged access, moving on to other parts of your network, to other endpoints as well. So dwell time is extremely important. To, uh, it's extremely important to reduce that dwell time. Um, so speed is is extremely important. So you really want to look for a solution that can give you that quick detection response, uh, very simple, very easy to go out there and and, and investigate, detect, and respond to something. Um, XDR or extended threat detection response is also becoming bigger and bigger, uh, which is basically detection response, but not just focused on a specific termination point or control point, but really, you know, kind of spans your entire organization and your entire environment. So also, we also recommend um, uh, looking for a solution that either has that built in or gives you that pathway to move to XDR, because what we're seeing is a lot of customers start with EDR or they purchase an EDR solution and they move on to XDR because um, it's just that logical transition of, I want to do this across my endpoints and now I want to do this across my entire organization. Um, and what this really it, it will do is give you visibility across your entire organization. It's going to give you that enriched context as well. It's going to give you higher fidelity detections as well because you can do correlations across your entire environment, um, like I mentioned taking alerts that you're getting from your endpoint, your email, your network, your cloud, correlating all of that and giving a higher fidelity detection that's a little bit more accurate and more effective. Um, the next piece is look, we recommend looking for solutions that have automation built in. Uh, this is something that can really help your organization to uh, you know, really get more out of your, your security operations teams because uh, this automation can help you to um, to um, get rid of a lot of those manual repetitive tasks that your team is spending time on um, and allow them to focus on things that are really gonna move the needle for your organization and, uh, and help you to focus on the things that are really most important to your organization as well. Um, next, uh, we also recommend uh, looking for solutions um, that are interoperable. I think I mentioned this before, but uh, interoperable platforms, so this could be you know, a broader security platform, 
um, that you know has everything kind of working together, talking talking to each other. Um, it could also be, like I mentioned before, it could be just point products that uh, have an open API that uh, that communicate with you know a, a host of other different security solutions as well. Um, and at the end of the day, no matter which approach you you go with, if you're especially if you're looking at an integrated platform. Uh, that shouldn't lock you into a single vendor, right? That should be, we, at, at the end of the day, we recognize that uh, most customers have a very heterogeneous environment, um, IT and, 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 and IT security environment where they're running multiple different tools from different security vendors. You need to be able to talk to each other, to be able to communicate with each other um, and spend less time managing all these different, you know, different uh, platforms and different solutions and services and more time actually going out there investigating threats, hunting for threats, right? Um, and this kind of leads me into my next point, which is about um, looking for managed services as well. I think I kind of touched on this before, but uh, you know, you don't have to go it alone, right? So if, whether or not you want to be in the business of you know securing your endpoints, or if even if you, uh, or if you want to have somebody else do this for you, take a look at a managed service because this is something that can really augment your security team. It can take a lot of the burden, you know, some or all of the burden off your cybersecurity, your cybersecurity uh, teams. Um, and this could, you know, could, could be uh, a fully managed service where it's, you know, everything, they do everything for you. In some cases, it's, it's, some, it's completely, it's partially managed. And, um, you know, the other flavors are, you know, having managed threat hunting where you have a human kind of doing this for you and human doing threat hunting. And then a managed EDR service, as well as a totally managed uh, uh, MDR, managed detection response service that spans all your your uh, you spans your entire cybersecurity environment. Question for you: You're in a great position to answer this. What are key questions that security leaders ought to be asking of potential providers? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, first of all, you know, talk, uh, ask them about time to value. What is the time to value for the solution? This is um, extremely important because this will really help you to understand how simple, how easy is this to, to deploy and, and, and operate a, a specific solution, an EDR solution or whatever solution you're looking for. Um, because like I mentioned, you're, you really need simple, easy to use solutions that don't require a huge learning curve, um, you know, don't require a lot of training, a lot of consultants to come in and kind of help you to get, get it up and running. So asking about time to value is a great way to kind of tease that out and figure out, well, is this something that will start providing me value almost, almost immediately within a couple of months, or is this something that's gonna take years? Um, and if it's something that takes years, why does it take that long, right? So that's one question. Another question is about detection response. Um, so asking uh, organizations, asking vendors, how does this actually gonna be able to reduce my uh, response times? How is this gonna reduce the mean time to uh, detect the threat, meantime to uh, respond to a threat. Can you quantify this, right? Can you give me some actual statistics around this? And then, uh, you know, of course, you know, I recommend doing POCs, but um, even before you do a POC, you know, think about having them walk, uh, having the vendor walk you through a use case. Yeah, you have a threat that gets in, you have to be able to detect, you have to, be able to detect it, investigate and analyze it, uh, respond to it. What does that workflow look like, right? What does it look like for, for you because that's going to be super critical. You're going to be spending a lot of your time in that environment. Um, you're, going to, you're going to, you know, that kind of detection response thing, like I mentioned, is, is super critical to reduce that dwell time, reduce the time it takes to detect and respond to something. So being able to understand that, you know, early on is, is extremely important. Um, another question is, 
how will the solution improve the efficiency of my security operations teams? Um, again, being able to quantify this, uh, how do you reduce the number of alerts? How do you uh, reduce alert fatigue? And how do you also, uh, on top of that, improve uh, threat fidelity or other kind of, kind of quality of the alerts and the detections that are coming in as well? Um, you know, similarly, this kind of goes back to, um, you know, you know, getting more out of your security operations team, right? Get, you, like I mentioned before, um, teams are stretched thin, you have to do more with less. How do you do more with less? Like how, how can this solution, how can this service help me do more with less? Um, kind of leading into this um, as well, connected to this is what does XDR mean to you? And how does XDR work with your EDR solution or EDR service? Uh, and the reason why I mentioned this is XDR is an industry buzzword. Um, it's something that's a fairly new technology that's still being defined. Um, because of that, it means different things to different people, to different organizations. Um, and, and so this is something that is really important to understand. Uh, we believe that EDR is transitioning over to XDR and while the two will coexist, XDR really is the, the future. And so being able to understand how these two work together, what does XDR actually mean and what do you actually get when you get an XDR solution, extremely important um, to understand. And the last piece um, is, uh, what, what does it mean when you, when you say you have a managed service, when you have a managed EDR or a managed threat hunting service? Um, similarly to what I said before, uh, there's different scopes, um, different flavors as you will for managed services where um, you know, there's all you can eat approaches where uh, with a managed service, they'll kind of do everything for you. In other cases, um, there's the deployment, the configuration, um, you know, even in some cases remediation, you have to do yourself. And, you know, there's not really one right or wrong approach to this. You know, there's some customers and some prospects who kind of like doing the configuration, who like the, the deployment and installment. Um, and they want that control, right? And other customers are like, well, I don't want to have to do that. I, I want someone to totally do this for me, right? So asking these questions about what, what does it mean to be a managed service, understanding that workflow again and what that looks like, extremely important um, to understand. Yara, we've covered a lot here. Sum it up quickly. How is Cisco helping customers defend endpoints in terms of products and in services? Yep, that's a great question. Um, so our solution is Cisco Secure Endpoints. Um, a lot of customers, a lot of prospects may know, still know this as AMP or AMP for Endpoints. Uh, it's now known as Secure Endpoint. That is our Endpoint Detection Response Service or EDR service, uh, so, excuse me, EDR solution. Um, that's available both as a product or a service. So this is something that you can run it yourself um, and configure it yourself, or you can have us do it for you and have us kind of do the heavy lifting. Um, the, the kind of, you know, the main kind of, uh, kind of mantra here or, our, or, you know, kind of strategy here is that this, we really take a platform approach when it comes, when it comes to both, um, EDR and, and cybersecurity as a whole. Um, so when you're looking at the solution, it's not just an EDR service or EDR solution. You're getting, um, XDR or extended threat, detect threat detection response, um, built in. Um, we have a, a platform called, uh, Cisco Secure X, which is, uh, essentially our security platform that is built into all of our, our products and services. Uh, you buy any one of our products and services, you get that for free. It's just, you're entitled to that. Um, and because of that, you get XDR along with the EDR services, um, along with EDR as well. And what this allows you to do is you get these integrations, you get these different touch points between 
not just the Cisco products and services, but also in a non-Cisco stuff. Well, there's a rich API, so that allows you to uh, talk to whatever um, cybersecurity solution or service you have. Um, and so we were, we're trying to make sure that we're not just locking you in into the, the Cisco ecosystem. Um, because it's one integrated platform, that also makes uh, things a lot easier and simpler to manage. Um, there's, uh, for example, um, something they have coming out fairly soon, something called Secure Client, which gives you a single agent for your EDR, for your cloud security, for your VPN security as well. Um, and then you know, with SecureX and with our, our XDR's capabilities, this really gives you that unified visibility, that coordinated response um, that a lot of customers are looking for, which you know, results in, in you know, that, that faster detection and response as well, right? So uh, you're gonna get higher fidelity detections, you're gonna get uh, more automated orchestrated response as well, because you have playbooks you can use. And then at the end of the day, all of this together is gonna to help you to maximize your security operations. So you're gonna get more out of your security operations teams. You're going out there investigating threats. You're gonna get the you know, very quick answers to some of your questions that you're looking for. Um, investigations are super easy as well because you can either just live in the SecureX um, solution and kind of pivot back and forth. There's something called, we call a, a ribbon where it's just basically like a tie between the two different consoles, which will allow you to kind of go back and forth between saying, okay, I want to you know, drill down in my EDR side, or I want to go back to SecureX, or hey, I want to drill down into my firewall solution or uh, my cloud solution, right? So it, it, allow, it makes investigations and, um, and, and uh, remediations a lot more seamless, a lot faster as well. Very good. Narav, I appreciate your time and insight. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Again, the topic has been tips for defending your endpoints. You just heard from Nirav Shah, security product marketing with Cisco. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you for your time and attention today.